Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Thrive in EDU podcast. I am Rochelle Denepoth, and I'm excited to have my 28th, I think, episode of my podcast, which I started back in September after having been a guest on many podcasts over the years and thinking about starting my own. I finally decided to just get started with it in September and make sure that every single week that I was intentional about putting an episode out there, not necessarily always having a plan, because a lot of times I'm just thinking about something or I read something or have a conversation and get an idea of what to talk about. Uh, Or it's because I was at a conference and I just want to share what that experience was like. And sometimes it's because people reach out and ask questions or give me different ideas to kind of extend the conversation that I had basically with myself from the prior episode. So Today, kind of continuing from the previous one, and if you're just joining in the first time, some of the topics that I've talked about have been social-emotional learning, professional development, self-care, which is something that I try to be better at, uh, but I'm always a work in progress. What else? Global collaborations, ways to involve our students more in leading in the classroom. Uh, Let's see what else. Machine learning, augmented virtual reality, lots of different topics and of course conferences, but the last few I've been sharing some ideas about becoming more connected, sharing our educator talent is what I call it, and our stories. Um, But most recently in the last episode, I talked about not losing sight of our why and our focus on like, why do we get up every single day and go and enter in our classrooms or our schools and do our job, although I stopped calling it my job a long time ago because it's like, I I don't know, I love what I do and I I don't know, I don't even know what I actually do call it. I just say I teach, but I really do look forward to every single day, but I wasn't always like that. And over the years, I've definitely changed as a person and also professionally, a lot of changes have happened since I started teaching. And the biggest one started because I became more connected. I began to see students instead of behaviors like I was seeing. And I reached out and asked for help when I needed to. But one of the biggest ways that I have learned over the past five years has been from students and seeing how willing they are, not all the time, but I mean, more so than I have been myself in my years of teaching, how willing they are to share their opinions. And sometimes they are brutally honest. Uh, which is not necessarily a bad thing because we want them to give feedback just like they need us to give feedback. And sometimes, you know, it's not always like everything is great, right? We have to be constructive with our feedback and and to help others grow. We have to, you know, tell them the good, the bad, and the in-between. But what I wanted to know from some of my students, and actually when I was writing uh, some books and some blogs, I asked them just for their ideas. And as educators, thinking about our learning and our growing professionally and personally, we can really learn just as much, if not more from our students than they do from us, I think. And I know that when you think about it, you're like, oh, I don't know about that. I, I really do think so because they have so many different experiences. And when they come into our classrooms, a lot of times, you know, I mean, I hear them talking about their other classes or projects or activities, things going on in the community. And I really do learn a lot from them just about life in general but also when it comes to technology or interests in studying Spanish, things they come across in their research. So what I've noticed is that 
sometimes it does pay to ask them for feedback, especially if you're taking some risks in your classroom and trying new things. You know, what is going to help us improve? The people who are in our classroom with us, aside from times when we have observations, whether it's with our administrators or we're doing some peer observations, it's our students. And we need to do what is the best for them and prepare every single day. So who better to get feedback from than the students who are spending the most time with us in our classrooms and in our schools? And sometimes, you know, it's going to be a risk. You're going to ask your students for ideas, maybe even ask them to be co-designers in the classroom. But in doing this, it shows them that they're valued and that their voices matter. So it's been, let's see, almost a year since I've graduated, but two of my students uh, presented with me in conferences ever since they were in eighth grade. They wrote blog posts. They contributed chapters to books. They've, let's see what else they've done, co-moderated a Twitter chat, you name it. They've just done so many different things beyond you know, sitting in my classroom, learning Spanish for four or five years in one case. And what I've noticed so much about them is that they've really become advocates over the years. They've developed confidence and they become passionate about student-driven learning and the power of having a choice. And they've really stepped up. I mean, it's been amazing to see the transformation in some of my students, all of my students, because I get to work with them every single year if they take four years or five years of Spanish, or if they take my eighth grade STEAM course and then enroll in a Spanish course. But seeing them graduate last year as seniors who are ready to step into that next phase of their journey for learning, I asked them about what's some advice that you can offer or you would offer to teachers. And I should say that about two years ago, I had asked to have some of my students who've done presentations at EdTech conferences with me to do a presentation for PD at my school. And that's something that really had not been done. But I thought, why not? It's one thing for us as teachers to share with our colleagues what we're doing, but a completely different thing whenever our students do that. And you can hear from them why they like a certain strategy or method or a digital tool or whatever it is, and give them an opportunity to present and share their excitement about it, give their feedback, um, to engage in you know the pushback that sometimes happens. But it's a it's a great opportunity for all of us to learn together. And so I asked them, you know, what would you tell teachers? Like, if you could say, if you had like one minute to give them a message, and they basically said, teachers, we, we want them to continue to have faith and confidence in students. And we love learning. And it's so important that you make those connections with students because it can have such an impact on their lives and teach them in a way that inspires them to take action, to take risks, to you know, go forward and do whatever different things, try something different, but make sure that you're there to support them because not everything is always going to go well the first time or the first 10 times. And they gave some random thoughts, but I thought they were pretty awesome. And I wrote them down. So I have them here on a list. They said, be creative. And this is for teachers. Okay. Be creative, take risks to enhance learning, be supportive, make connections, create opportunities, encourage and inspire, be the inspiration so students know that they matter. And I thought, wow, that's awesome. And this is advice that I turned around and I gave right back to them <laughs> just to, I mean, why not? And I thought, you know what, we, we really do need to kind of look at ourselves 
what are we doing? What is our why? What are our goals? What is something that we're passionate about? What makes us more willing or less likely in some cases to take risks? How do we accept challenges and you know defeat? Or how do we get the confidence to try something if we've been knocked down before? I mean, those are just questions that go through my mind. And I think about the experiences that have defined me over the years. And I ask you, what experiences have defined you, not only as an educator, but as a person? And what other, whether positive or negative memories do you have of your own teachers and the way that you learned and the experiences that you had in their classrooms? And this is like another big question. Where are you now? And look back to where you were when you started. Like, what changes do you see in yourself professionally and personally? And I know for me, there have been a lot of changes. And I, I've i told this often, I don't know that I would still be in the classroom teaching had it not been for my experience in law school. And um, you know that comes as a surprise to a lot of people because I really do love teaching. And every day when I go to school, I'm excited to be there. But you know, teaching wasn't something that I always wanted to do. And so when I tell people that story, it is kind of surprising. And for me, looking back, I didn't change for many years. I kept teaching the way I had been taught. I did things that I thought were working, but I was basically teaching in ways that worked for me. And Seth Godin had a great quote, and I love quotes, change almost never fails because it's too early. It almost always fails because it's too late. So if you're thinking about making changes, don't worry that maybe it's too soon. And I'm I do this as well. I think, oh, maybe I should wait a little bit. But thinking about that, like you never know, right? You take that chance and maybe it's going to go great. And maybe you're going to find out, you know what? I probably should have waited, but you're never going to know until you give it a, you give it a go. I didn't intend for that to rhyme, but it actually, it did. So advice. And from those students, it's like, start today. Don't, Put off, you know, the phrases that they're, they're out there, but start today and think about the next steps for the future. Look at your experiences, the positives, the negatives, really try to look at yourself and, you know, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are areas that you need to grow in? And I mean, that's, it's hard to criticize ourselves, right? But we have to be self-aware. That's something else that we have to help our students with when we're looking at social emotional learning skills and taking these risks and not being afraid to fail is important. I mean, failure is a necessary part of learning. And another book that I had read and I've, it's referred to often, and I really enjoyed getting to hear Daniel Pink speak during FETC, but in his book, Drive, he talked about you know starting small and piling up the small wins. And there's a great TED Talk out there as well. And I think it's Amy Tan. I saw it a couple of years ago. And it's embrace the near wins. It's not always about the big success and everything. Just celebrate all the steps in the process. And we know as educators, we still learn from failures. So don't focus on what you haven't accomplished yet, even though I know we all do that. We look at our list of things we need to do. We didn't finish them all so much more, not enough time. But instead of focusing on that, ask yourself again, another question from Daniel Pink. And I've talked about this one before. Was I a little bit better today than I was yesterday? And I probably didn't get that quote exactly the way that he said it. But the idea is there. Just think about every single day, moments throughout the day, are you making progress? 
use your experiences, share those with your students to help them face their own challenges and to evaluate their own progress. Share your story. Uh, what is your why? People often say like, why? You know, what, what do you do? I'm a teacher. Well, why do you teach? And years ago, my answer was, well, it's a job. I need income. That's what I went to school for. That's my certification. All kinds of answers, but it wasn't the real why, right? It, it has changed. Why for me is because I want to help other people, you know, learn to make connections, to do better, to take risks, all of these different things. And, you know, you don't have to just go and do things alone anymore, which is not advice that I ever had earlier or probably would have even followed. So when we think about our why and what makes us get up in the morning and you know stay up late in the evening or work on the weekends, it's about the students and putting their best interests first and making sure that we ourselves are taking you know, risks, making connections, being supportive, all of the things that my two students recommended. Um, but most importantly, you know, putting ourselves out there. So don't worry about accomplishing everything in one single day. Don't worry about everything going great the first time you try it. And don't wait to try that new idea or to take that chance until you think it's the perfect time because it's it's never really the perfect time, right? You just got to take that chance to put yourself out there. So a little bit of a longer episode today, just things on my mind. It's a beautiful day, enjoying just time to kind of reflect, practicing that self-care. So thanks for listening. Would love to hear your feedback or your ideas. If you have a topic you would want to talk about, let me know. We can have a podcast where it's not just me talking. That would be awesome. As always, thanks for listening. No guarantees on the next episode, but if I get some feedback, it may be a continuation of this one. So have a great day, everyone. Thank you.